What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 2nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. We've made it to March. We made it to March. Can yeah, you believe it? The biggest video game month of the year. Some Is might that say. what the, oh, I mean, yeah, I don't okay, know if people yeah, really say okay. that. But like, we have some really great games coming out this month. Of course. Yes. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Animal Crossing. Right. I, is Resident Evil 3 out this month, I think? Yeah, possibly? that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was going to be GDC. I thought you were making a joke, see? That's what I thought you were going for. And then, oh, and no. GDC got postponed. No, I'm talking about like all the actual games that are coming gotcha. out. Gotcha. Yeah. Half-Life, yeah. Half-Life, Half-Life Alex. Alex. Yeah. Persona yeah. 5 Royal. Persona 5 Persona Royal. Royal. That'll take you the rest of the year. It might, it might actually be the biggest gaming month of the year if we don't count like the console releases. Sure. Yeah, fall. Yeah, if, we just, if we discount fall for sure. now because we don't know what's coming fall. I feel like this month is a big month. It is a big month. Yeah. It's all finally happening. It is. It's here. It's here. We've it's, been waiting for we, it. 2020, you know what I mean? Because February got canceled. I know. Yeah, exactly. And so we have March. Though March is. is starting to get canceled. It comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. Or is yeah. that April? Fuck, wait, that's April. Is it March is in like a lion, out like a lamb? I've never heard of this phrase. This is a Midwest life. thing. You know what I'm talking about, though, Cleveland, right? I'm from the Midwest, and I've never heard of that. Yeah, sorry, well, this is an Illinois thing. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? I'm from Illinois. Sorry. Hold on a second. What, say, say it again? In like a lion, out like a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember this? No. no. Yeah. In like a lion, out like there's not even lions. There's there, are, there, there aren't in lions like in Illinois. Lion. It goes out like a lion. It comes in all stormy and crazy, and then by the end it gets it's oh like a tornado. Normal. Yeah, yeah, the Midwest yeah, yeah. has well, like Stormy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like rainy. A storm. It rains a lot. I don't know. That's just like an average. And then I'm thinking of April showers bring May flowers. Fuck. Yeah, there you Hold go. Hold on, we're googling it right now. <laughs> I've heard of that one for sure. In like April, a lion, April showers bring May flowers. You might be thinking of Muhammad Ali, float like float a butterfly, butterfly sting, sting like, like a, a bee. bee. No, I'm not thinking of that one. Uh, according to FarmersAlmanac.com, <laughs> the, the truth behind "in like a lion, out like a lamb." If March comes in like a lion, it will go out like. Oh, it's like a it's like a conditional thing. Oh, okay. It's like a fucking. Uh, it's like the hedgehog. Groundhog. The, the groundhog. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> God. <laughs> Video games and technology have ruined us. I can't remember any of these things. Interesting. Okay. So it isn't a guaranteed thing. Got it. Also, we're already wrong. Uh, Gondor's Condor says RE3 remake comes out April 3rd. Oh. <laughs> 2020. Okay. Second biggest month. We're very excited about that game, you and me, apparently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Here's the bigger thing I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. So. Friday, you're going to go over to IGN yes. for their Black History Month stream. Yes. You do it. You go over there. You kill it. I watched it. It was Thank great. You. you did a great job. Appreciate it. However, you make a point to wear an OK Beast shirt then. Yes. Uh, as if you don't have any kind of funny merch. Then you come to work today on a Monday where you won't be on IGN.com. You wear two things of kind of funny merch. Does, does kind of funny really need, need the promotion on IGN.com? I think so, right? A lot I of kids. Mean, I get it all the time. Kids still see me in the street and they yell, IGN guy. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? It's so like, yeah, clearly they yeah. need to know something. I had to put this in the washer so it wasn't, it wasn't ready on Friday. Mm, mm, mm. That's a lot. I was going <laughs> to say, that's a likely lot. fucking story of us. And God damn it. Uh, today we're going to talk about GDC being postponed, Death Stranding getting some Half-Life content, and Valorant? Valorant? I still can't. I don't know. They Valorant. still said it out there, right? Uh, has been revealed because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and of course, squad up requests. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can ask us your questions. But more importantly, you can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show that happens each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can watch live over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Hey, listen. 
Today, tom tomorrow's the big day, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I was so it's so rare we have an audiovisual bit that works. I was totally thrown. <laughs> tomorrow's the big day, boss baby Barrett. Spent most of the past year playing every major Zelda game, and because of your support on Patreon back in January, he has been working on Zelda in Review, an interview special where Barrett reviews every Zelda game he played, ranks each game, and rediscovers what makes The Legend of Zelda special. Zelda in Review comes out on the third anniversary of Breath of the Wild. That's tomorrow as a YouTube premiere at 2 p.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Make sure you come watch as we premiere Zelda in Review and hang out in the chat as Barrett answers questions and talks to you even more about The Legend of Zelda. Barrett, what's the final runtime? Three hours and 57 minutes. So even if you can't put aside enough time live, remember, that'll be on demand, youtube.com yeah, yeah, slash yeah. games. You can we watch it. We could have just YouTube. made a series. Nah, this Again, is cool. we talked about this last week. We did, week we did talk about it. We're like, there's debate of like how we wanted to put it out and stuff, and again, we decided it would be really the fun Avengers to put Endgame it all together. Avengers Endgame isn't even that long. I know. There hasn't been as many Avengers movies as there's been Zelda games. It's true. I don't know. Actually, I don't well, know if that's true. I I now, I'd have to sit now, down. I know, are, are you I, saying MCU movies or Avengers movies? I'm saying well, I know what you're all about to try to get me on. I said Avengers movies. Mm. How, oh. many, how many times has Avengers been in the fucking title? Right? Four? Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, okay. Avengers: Endgame, Avengers. Oh, I missed one. Infinity. Right? Yeah, I'm War. Infinity War, Endgame. Nails you, fuckers. Okay, you know what yeah, I mean. Fair. This is what I want you to do. Pull your. If you're if you were in your car a second ago, and you're like, <laughs> that's wrong, Greg. You're wrong. Pull your car over to the median right now. Pull down your own pants and slap yourself on the ass <laughs> a few times. Oh, wow. All right, give yourself a spanking, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> it's Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Thank if what? If you can't think, uh, make the YouTube premiere like uh, afterwards. Uh, there will be like time codes and stuff. For, uh, for, oh sure, for yeah. Skip around Is there, there an audio version? I saw somebody ask that. Hmm. Probably not, right? Maybe. Maybe. That's easy to rip. You can make we'll, that. We'll, we'll yeah, talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll yeah, put yeah. it though. Put it on Patreon. Put maybe it up for a, free on Patreon. Maybe a later date. At a later date. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers: Mohammed, Mohammed, Drew, Garnier, Fruities, Blackjack, and. The kind of funny Destiny 2 oh, wow. PC clan. Whoa. Did you hear about this? No. They all pulled their money together and they won sponsorship. Awesome. So I'll just say it again. The kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. If you want to play uh, Destiny 2 on PC, hit them up. Go play with them. Uh, today we're brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash Patreon, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. The first one is one that broke late on Friday, yeah, making me correct, as so many people were pointing out that mm -hmm. I predicted this and it came true. Number one, GDC is postponed. The official statement reads, After close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world, we've made the difficult decision to, to postpone the Game Developers Conference this March. Having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory boards, speakers, exhibitors, and event partners, we're genuinely upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time. We want to thank all our customers and partners for their support, open discussions, and encouragement. As everyone has been reminding us, great things happen when the community comes together and connects at GDC. For this reason, we fully intend to host a GDC event later in the summer. We will be working with our partners to finalize the detail details, and we'll share more information about our plans in the coming weeks. Now, bless. Yes. No shock here. Not at all. Obviously, we, we've been detailing well on this show for the past few weeks. Everybody pulling out of GDC, whether it be PlayStation, Oculus, on, on, Microsoft, on and on and mm -hmm. on it goes. Um, GDC's hand was forced here, correct? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. 
especially as you know this is all centered around coronavirus fears uh, mm-hmm. sf being uh, as san francisco declaring a state of emergency yeah and uh, even if like they wanted to keep doing gdc with all the pullouts alone sure that is do? yeah that's enough to make i them saw go, a graphic shoot. somebody had been making where it was the you know diamond platinum board members or whatever with big red x's through everyone yeah. that was dropping out like clearly showing what was happening here um the right call was I think it's the only call, really. Yeah. Like, well, I don't think there's anything else they they could have done. Um, the fact that they're postponing it as opposed to canceling it uh, makes me curious because they say they're postponing it to summer. I still have the question of, is it going to happen in the summer? Right? That's it's, the big thing, right? The, yeah. Yeah, once this happened on Friday, there was a lot of joke tweets about every looks at E3 in the ESA. Yeah. Like, what do you do now? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. yeah, like, as we continue to see, and let me throw in here that I was going to read later, but I'll toss in here, all right? Because this, I think, is, is pertaining to what we're talking about. Uh, also, Eve FanFest 2020 has been canceled. Mm. CCP wrote this. Dear Capsuleers, in light of the recent and ongoing global developments surrounding the spread of COVID-19 coronavirus, we have taken the decision to cancel this year's FanFest in Reykjavik, Iceland. Uh, it is with a heavy heart that we make this decision, and we know this news will be disappointing to our wonderful community. But we feel absolutely compelled to follow the most responsible course of action and prioritize the safety and well-being of our attendees, our staff, and of course, the general Icelandic public. We realize that the situation a month from now uh, could be very different, but the way events are developing both globally and in Iceland's neighboring countries, an in-depth and serious review has made it clear that this is a necessary step to take. We wanted to get this information to you as swiftly as possible in order to allow you to make the necessary changes to any travel or accommodation arrangements that you have made. We will be providing further details over the course of the next few weeks, so please keep an eye on all the EVE online social media channels for, the, the, for these updates. Fly safe. I bring that in as we start to talk about E3, right, mm-hmm. of this statement here. statement here. We realize that this situation a month from now could be very different, but the way the situation is developed, blah, 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 blah. They're worried about something happening a month from yeah. now, right? Now we're already talking about E3 in the summer. GDC's already talking about postponing the summer. Mm-hmm. When if G, if something's going to happen to E3, when do you think that call is made? We talked about this a little bit on our last show, and I feel like they got to do it earlier than later. You think right? May or you think even April? May you're less than a month away, depending on when you drop the news. Yeah, I think maybe even even in April. I feel like by April, maybe like mid late April, we get a clearer idea of how the situation progresses. You, as exactly. As you feel like in April, you're going to understand more of, is this an actual outbreak epidemic in the United States? Yeah. Like how long, right like can we, can we look at this last thing? I feel like we start yeah. to get an idea of how this really affects the world in the, in the next few months yeah. by that time. And so I think by April, they kind of have to make that call, you yeah. know, because you know, one, the earlier, the, the, the earlier, the better, because that's a lot of money of closer and closer you get to it. That's a lot of preparation, uh, preparation that's going into it. By that time, there's a lot of, you know, flights being booked, all that stuff. Right. And yep. you want to inform people, right. The, the, a lot of issues we've been having with, with GDC is the fact that, uh, one, they've been, they've, they've been giving people refunds, you know, for GDC, right. They've not necessarily been, uh, they can't necessarily refund people on their plane tickets 100%. or their or their stay, yeah. right? And we have really fun stuff that's going on that's kind of help people with that stuff. But with all that being the case, E three specifically, you kind of got to get that that messaging out there sooner than later. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think yeah, you talk about the expenses. I'll include. I'll drop this one in here. There has been the announcement of the GDC relief fund. Uh, the press release. Re- the press release reads: For an indie developer, attending GDC is a significant investment, not only on a financial level, but also on the time invested in traveling, preparing demos and pitches, all in hopes of meeting key partners, learning and sharing with industry peers. GDC's postponement due to COVID nineteen health concerns will strongly impact that investment. 
To help alleviate the burden, new games label Wings Interactive have teamed up with a host of companies in the games industry to create the GDC Relief Fund. Already, already raising you, you know, dollars USD uh, in the space of a few short days. Oh, they—is that funny? That's hilarious. Uh, it's more than seventy-six thousand dollars. I think they might have left that out of the press release. They just put USD in there as a oh, raising. Yeah, I've I seen see. on a separate thing. It's already more than seventy-six thousand gotcha. dollars uh, in the space of a few short days. Supported developers will be selected according to their estimated impact of the postponement on their organizations uh, and the financial hardship they are experiencing. Developers are invited to apply via the GDC Relief Fund website, wingsfund.me slash GDC Relief. Uh, more sponsors are joining the co- cause, so far including uh, Red Beat Interactive, Landfall, Raw Fury, Modern Wolf, Warhorse Studios, Versus Evil, 11-Bit Studios, Those Awesome Guys, uh, United Label, Triband, uh, Makers Fund, GameDev.World, uh, the Games and Online Harassment Hotline, with more joining outside of that. And that's the other big wrinkle to it, is the fact that even if it is canceled and they do refund your GDC badge, you're talking about this. Yeah. I know I saw in uh, people talking in my thread to this one developer who came to PAX East and was going to do a train across the United States to San Francisco to mm-hmm. do GDC. And her whole thing was that she wanted to keep her carbon emissions footprint as low as possible. And so with this, the changeover or whatever, she looked into changing her flights, and it's like three grand a person. Oh, and so she's like, well, yeah. we're still going to do the train, so if there's anything to do in San Francisco, let us mm-hmm. know. And like, that's the reality of it for so many smaller developers. That, yeah, that is I, part of it. I think this paints you know, a big picture of what it's like organizing an event this big <clears throat> compared to like something also compared to something that's even bigger like E3 right E3 is very front facing like everybody kind of has eyes on E3 whereas GDC is smaller yeah. and more uh, it's, it's more for the, it's more inside yeah. baseball for the industry, right? Yeah. And it's still having these big effects so much so that, you know, the sponsors are uh, are giving to a, a relief fund to help developers that were going to GDC. Yeah. Right? And it's like it's 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 very clear to see like how negative the effects can be of canceling a big big event like this and so uh yeah like e- e3 i think they're going to have to be clear and on point as far as how they go about messaging and go about their timing for either canceling or even the messaging of hey no we're going all in like you know just so you guys know you know this is 100 percent happening whether or not whatever the messaging might be they're gonna have to be on, on point with it and that's where it's just a can of worms right now in terms of all of this. The other thing I saw in Kotaku today was that uh, Emerald City Comic Con is still going forward. That, yeah. That's in Seattle. That's still going to happen. And that it makes you wonder more about E3 at, in the fact of how much of it does have to do with location, right? San Francisco did declare that it was a state of emergency, which I think uh, exacerbated concerns. Mm-hmm. Then there have been Bay Area cases reported, and I'm talking more north north than us, but that the fact that, hey, this is happening, it is jumping around. But in Kotaku's reporting on C- Emerald City continuing to happen, which is a read pop uh, show, which mm-hmm. are, who are the same people who just put on PAX, PAX East this yeah. PAX, uh, past weekend in Boston, right? There are outbreaks already in the Seattle area as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there was a reported like the first death from coronavirus in Seattle recently. Yeah, and so it is a. So what makes one different than the other? Why? Mm. Where are you going to pick and choose? I think it really is the timing. Like I think if if Emerald City Comic Con was maybe two to three weeks later, it might be somewhat of a different different story. Like I, I could see, given that is that is a much much bigger show at the same time, and so I don't. I don't know how much goes into canceling a show of that size, yeah. But I could see it very much being a different case of people pulling out of that. Also, the fact that the uh, the fact that PAX East, you know, happened this last week. The fact that e- uh, Emerald City Comic Con actually when is Emerald City Comic Con happening? Uh, March something, right? I think. 
because I might have that wrong. I think I was thinking it was this week, but I might have got that mixed up. Oh, it's back. not this week. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not that close. I'll toss back up Kotaku. Try to, yeah, here it is. Seattle's biggest thing is going forward. Uh, March 12th through the 15th at the Washington State Convention Center. Okay, so that that's like the same week that GDC would have been. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I a show that, that, that that's that big, you know, has to have so much more going into it that it's a bigger ship to, to, to try and move and cancel. Um, but... Yeah, dude. It's I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because really? it is that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Emerald City Comic Con well, I guess. So I should that should be prefaced immediately. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas I know GDC so well, and I think that what, part of the concerns of GDC are we have so many international people that were coming in, mm-hmm. so it is uh, above and beyond the usual thing of what a local thing would be. So if Seattle is just more local, okay. But again, as I, I read the Kotaku's thing, right? It is this conversation that. Uh, the governor, Jay Inslee, this is from Kotaku. I'm reading from Luke Plunkett, of course. Only one who's doing any work over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever happened to Jason Shire? Nobody else. He's gone. Uh, the governor, Jay Inslee, uh, declared a state of emergency in Washington on Saturday with one of the most recent cases in the state involving a high school boy who had not had contact with previous recorded patients, suggesting that the virus is now transmitting locally in the area. This basically means the patient caught it without having traveled to an already infected zone and had not had direct contact with one of those already recorded having been infected. So right there, it's like, mm. it's two different schools of thought, and both are equally terrifying. Where it is the GDC thing of, listen, everybody's bailing because they're worried, justifiably, so we're doing it. And then Reed Pop, right, uh, people who are putting on uh, uh, Emerald City Comic Con and PAX, like we said, put out this statement. Emerald City Comic Con wants to express our concern for everyone impacted by the COVID-19 virus in the state of Washington and around the world. We are proactively monitoring the situation in as state agencies take proactive measures to ensure health and safety and prepare for and respond to the COVID-19 virus in the state. As always, the well-being of our global read pop community, uh, from our attendees and exhibitors uh, to our staff on site at every show, is of the utmost importance to read pop, read pop. And we take pride in creating a positive environment to celebrate comics, cosplay, and pop culture. Uh, ECCC 2020 will take place on the schedule March 12th through 15th at the Washington State Convention Center in downtown Seattle. We have implemented enhanced cleaning and sanitation across the show, including adhering to the recommendations set forth in the U.S. EPA's emerging pathogen uh, policy regarding cleaning disinfectants uh, effective against COVID virus. We are working closely with the Washington State Convention Center and other venue partners and aligning with local, state, and federal public health guidelines and agencies. As ECCC approaches uh, we will be constantly reviewing our health pro- uh, protection activities public health messaging hygiene and medical control measures uh, with the aim of strengthening our covid19 response further in line with up-to-date public health, including mm. that of the cdc so it's the we're going to cancel to be safe we're pushing forward with what is what people say it says works mm-hmm. and both are equally fair and both are equally terrifying yeah in the fact of that's all that's all awesome what about when somebody this week gets diagnosed that they have uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus and went to PAX. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. what and like or and if and, and if not there, what about when it happens in Emerald City? Where sure enough, like I that's what I keep seeing. I keep reading the Washington Post reporting on this stuff and the the cases that are popping up where it's like, cool. No idea how this person got it. So now there's this extensive backtracking to see every human being they've interacted with. And for the one that was in the northern, the NorCal area, it was a little bit easier. It seemed like she had limited contact. But imagine if this was one of the contacts mm-hmm. where it was. I don't know. I went to a show. I went to a trade show. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much of GDC's cancellation do you think has to do with PlayStation kind of setting that precedent of being the first, like the first big people to pull out, right? Announcing that, hey, we're not going to PAX East or GDC, and then maybe other co- companies seeing that and following suit? I think 
I don't think it's. You, I mean, I, I don't want to say blame. I don't think it's on their shoulders. Of I course, think yeah, some, no, not at all. Other people would have. This is clearly uh, based on how this all happened and all the dominoes that fell. Mm-hmm. People were already having this conversation and already having this thought process. I think if it would have been a, we're a tiny indie developer or whatever, right? We're sh- we're showing one thing. Like if Remedy was like, we're not going to go. We're not going to, you know, we don't. We're not going to send anybody to do any of our panels, right? Like we're not going to do any of our talks on control like we planned on it. Uh, it'd be like, oh, that's oh, understandable, weird. You know what I mean? I don't think it would have been like such a big deal, but the fact yeah. that it was PlayStation, yeah. It, I mean, only Microsoft, PlayStation, and Nintendo can really speak that way. Yeah, because I think from uh, the, the way I kind of see, it, right, I see a big company like Sony pulling out, and I could easily see other companies seeing that and being like, like even workers being like, hey. You know, they are they seeing something that we're not seeing, right? Yeah. Like uh, they're pulling out. Why aren't we pulling out? Right? Well, and then that those dominoes falling that way. What's fascinating, right, is when we talked about this with PlayStation originally pulling out. It started this great conversation of, well, on top of the actual concern, there's the concern of uh, you know the concern of risking your employees and all this stuff. Yeah. There's then the legality of all this, right? That if you endangered your employees by sending them and like all this minutia stuff in a real technical what your insurance covers and doesn't cover. What I find fascinating, this I, I wouldn't I honestly probably wouldn't have noticed this if it wasn't for way smarter people on Twitter and people I've had conversations with over the weekend, right? GDC relief fund, right? The end of the first paragraph reads, GDC's postponement due to COVID-19 health concerns will strongly impact the investment. Yeah, blah, 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 right? If you go back and read GDC's statement, there is no statement there about COVID Mm -hmm. or coronavirus, right? After close consultation, this is the statement in full. After close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world, we've made the difficult decision to postpone the game developer conference this March. Having spent the past year in the okay, then talking about their speakers, they're disappointed, all this stuff. We thank you for the customers and partners, this open discussion, and encouragement. But no mention of any of this, mm-hmm. of like w- why, because you know why, but they yeah. don't put it in writing. And it was that thing from talking to people this weekend of like, is that something for insurance too? Where you can't publicly state that. Also, like for real, GDC's canceled. Yeah, they say postponed. Is that another legality to get out of getting you know hosed by the Moscone Center or something like this? And who you're on the hook for with a vendor and this? That, I can yeah. see it being like a hope thing. Yeah, of like yeah, we like we really want to do this in the summer or like we, we like we if we don't do, do this in the summer, we might not be able to do this ever again. And right. So we, back we, to we our conversation, to right? That I heard of like you know scuttlebutt on the internet of like well how much if this. I think they're barely breaking even or barely making yeah, any money. Like if on they this. if they cancel this year, right, then GDC just might be over forever. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's a big loss to take. And so maybe it could be a thing of them preparing to just do it in the summer as like a last kind of hope. And if it gets canceled in the summer, then you know what happens happens. It could be that for them. Uh, I could also see this messaging being a thing of like they they're putting it more on the partners not wanting to be there rather than the actual virus themselves. Like they might not True. you know be on the side of hey, this is a real fear that people should have you know at this moment go, coming to gdc but the fact that enough partners are pulling out because of it that's actually why we're having to postpone it is because we're you know we're having the conversation with our partners and it's it, looking it, like we the, can't the, throw a show for people if no people come exactly yeah. and so i could see i could see that being the case but yeah I, my, my question is like even if COVID 19 right isn't an issue in the summer some COVID 19 like, sounds like coronavirus is running for office and i know right <laughs> i hate it uh but like even if it's not an issue in the summer, right? Somehow it dissipates and, you know, it, it it's contained and we don't have to worry about it on the same level anymore. Yeah, yeah. When do they have GDC in the summer, right? Because they can't do it during E3. Yeah. There's if you so you figure you summer E3 is the start of video game summer, yeah. right? So that's uh, totally taken up, right? And not to mention 
you get into this whole thing of people, the people who are going to GDC, a lot of them are going to E3 for same things of meetings and yeah. it, meeting each other, getting together, pitching their games and stuff. Not to mention, I've seen plenty of people online uh, from Microsoft and other developers saying, or publishers being like, We're, our week's free now, so hit us up if you want to pitch us your game. Like, we can take calls during GDC. Um, yeah, you have E3, followed quickly by Comic Con. If you want to toss in RTX, Guardian Con. Like, uh-huh. there's so many different things going on there that are already announced, that are already established, let alone packs coming up to end the summer. Like, there's time in there, but then there is also the investment. There is also yeah. the fact that I just met a lot of these, I just saw a lot of these people at E3. Traditionally, GDC is like the start of that. You see people here in the spring, you see people at E3 in the summer. Game Awards runs out the year for December or whatever. Yeah. Not to mention if you want to go to a Gamescom or something to that effect, but that's a different kind of show than what GDC is. Mm. And so, yeah, even if GDC is really postponed and comes back in the summer, it's going to have such a smaller impact. And it's still the whole thing of how fractured this mess is. Uh, I urge you to go to... Um, fuck, well, it doesn't help if I don't remember where to send you to. I want to say it was Kotaku. Was, no, uh, was it Kotaku? Hold on. No, I almost have it. Gamesindustry.biz. Gamesindustry.biz has a whole thing up about both uh, the cancella- cancellation, obviously, but then the, re- the relief fund, and then the myriad of things that are still happening at GDC Week and people who have taken up the reins to do smaller things that if you're already coming here, come do it. Mm. But it's so fractured that there's like three that are doing the exact same thing. Like, if you're here, come do the thing. Give your speeches here, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I there's this weird mix for us even where guest hosts, you know, GDC is traditionally where we have a million guest hosts on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Lots of them have dropped out. Many haven't, that they're uh-huh. just here now for a week, <laughs> like, yeah, doing whatever. It's like, all right, cool. And, like, I'm canceling things, but then I have to double check. And some demos aren't. Some events aren't. Like, you know, I don't want to yeah. name things. I think so many things are in flux. But it's going to be fascinating to see what that week actually yeah, looks like. Yeah, I wonder like. if there's, like, a mini GDC, like, unofficial GDC that happens during the week in San yeah, Francisco. exactly. And, that, like I said, you can go to Games Industry Up is. They have a bunch up there. Um, William D'Angelo writes in. To patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of the show and says dear greg and blessing with gdc being canceled what is going to happen that week is it going to be a normal week or is something going to take its place uh is it just going to be kind of funny and ign going out drinking every night of the week uh, does, yeah, I, does ign and kind of funny do that i uh, know not, not as often you know what i mean i'm down i mean like you're What's usually up? everyone's down there yeah i mean we can do a pub crawl the the covid 19 for office <laughs> pub crawl <laughs> maybe, maybe we, we we'll come up with a better name all right we can't call it that because nobody will show up no that's a good point i guess yeah um yeah so that i, I want to make sure we answer your question which i believe we did so i didn't even need to read it but i like to point out that i think about you william mm. uh yeah like it's a complete cluster of what the fuck it's going to be down there because it is is it going to be that everyone rallies around each other is it going to be that there's a million things yeah here industry rallies to offer uh relief after the gdc cancelization this is james bachelor over at gamesindustry.biz who starts with talking about the wings interactive thing then talks about gamedev.world which is doing a, its own uh conference running march 27th to april 3rd doing a whole bunch of different stuff there uh meanwhile a free three-day conference is being organized in san francisco to give former gdc speakers the chance to deliver their talks as planned alt gdc will run from monday march 16th to wednesday March 18th. Uh, former IDGA uh, director Kate Edwards and a team are arranging a Plan B project, an event that will run March 16th through the 22nd, the week that would have previously had GDC. Uh, not GDC, another online only conference <laughs> that runs every year during the main event, is also we welcome speakers whose things have been canceled. Not GDC. 
Uh, finally, pan- Panic's Nick Sutner, uh, what up, shout out to Nick, and a lot of Happy's Nathan uh, Bozia have created a web app that tracks all the alternate g- alternative GDC events and activities That's for those awesome. who cannot afford canceling a trip to San Francisco. Update, uh, Game Connection America, a conference and matchmaking event that runs alongside GDC, is still going to be planned. It's like, all right, yeah, so there are like a lot of options. There's a whole bunch of shit happening, but you lose that hub center, yeah. which was Moscone, where you all need to run in there and do different things with whatever. I don't know, man. But I am telling you right now, I'm going, I clicked on the link in Games Industry App Is, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get the app here for Alt GDC 2020 so I can keep oh track God. all this crap. You Dude, know I'm sad because this would have been my first GDC. Right? You, yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, everybody be safe and sound and all that jazz. But it was that thing I was talking to you about last week. I was like, oh, man. Kind of sucks for you, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> your GDC is a super fun show yeah. for you to go be a part of. And uh, yeah, it's not happening now. And now I'm like, man, is E3 going to happen? Because <laughs> this would be my first E3 also. Yeah. What a year. What's your prediction? You think E3 happens? I don't know, man. My I thing really is, have a prediction. I think it's. I feel in the same way. Read Pop is like not. I don't want to say stubborn because I don't know everything, uh-huh. but they are so bullish on this of like, no, this needs to happen because Read Pop is another giant organization that needs to mm-hmm. make money to keep paying their staff and do all the, their commitments and everything else. Uh, are you saying this in, refer- in reference to PAX or to ECC? Or both, both PAX okay. and and GDC. Because I feel like for PAX, right, there are enough companies that are that. We're still in, right? PAX being so focused on indies and yeah. such a diversity of, of different types of games and different types of companies mm-hmm. had enough people still going that it made it worth going to. Uh, and not that GDC wouldn't have been worth going to without the big companies, but at the same time, right? Like enough people are pulling, we're pulling out a GDC to make it like, oh, uh, well, why why are we still doing this then? Uh, Emerald City Comic Con, I could still, I could see being the similar thing. Enough people aren't pulling out to where it's worth it still going on. E3, I'm curious to see, like, places. I mean, enough people have already pulled out of E3 in general, but also, like, E3 gets interesting, yeah. Because if you just pull out of GDC, why wouldn't you pull out of E3? Yeah, and unless things are remarkably better, but like, we have to wait to see when that is. And as I was, I think I was talking to Gary about this, right? And it's he's like, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Mm. Like, it's going to, and that's the thing of. As you talk about these deaths happening, when we have a couple, you're wrong. Correct? No, I don't even know if they're corrections, if there's clarifications, right? Brian says here in Seattle, the only two U.S. deaths have happened here. It's pretty wild. They're going forward with ECC, hmm. uh, or I left. I might have left out a C. ECC. Yeah, sorry. Okay, it's a lot of um, C's. Uh, nanobiologist says just wanted to add that there's very little reliable methods for diagnosing coronavirus infections. Uh, any regular methods are, are at a 50 percent success rate, giving true positive results, and a PCR test that are not correctly set up yet. In other words, many coronavirus diagnoses uh, may just be flu strains. And then Ricky McFly says it's important to highlight some context around the patient who died from the coronavirus. Uh, This is from CNN, quote, a second coronavirus death has been confirmed in King County, Washington, according to a press release from the Seattle from. Oh, yeah. From Seattle and King County Public Health. The patient was a man in his 70s with underlying health conditions. Yeah, I've heard that, too, Ricky. Uh, Obviously, like. As we've talked about from the beginning with this, like I know, again, reading the Washington Post and stuff, they talked about how like this isn't as aggressive as SARS, yeah. But it is one of those things that if you are, it's effect, it's really worrisome for the elderly. In the same way, some ways I shouldn't say the same. In this, in many of the same ways, the regular flu is right, mm-hmm. but then the respiratory respiratory nature of it includes a whole bunch of different stuff for what uh, your current health issues are, right? Uh, yeah. Able Ga- Gamers' uh, Steve Spawn tweeted this weekend, right? Like, yeah, I'm at super risk for this because of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, my own lung capacity after chemotherapy, like, I think I, I probably, I don't know for a fact, I probably have a heightened, hey, this could fuck me up worse than, than you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a different thing to that effect, but there's a bunch of different shit going on with it and stuff. And so, yeah, like, 
if you pull out a GDC, you have to wait to see if you're going to pull out a E3, but how long do you wait? And Because it is the same thing of how much the booth space costs, how much all this goes. And again, hopefully knock on whatever was insured. Yeah. But then on top of it for the ESA, right? In the same way I think Repop's bullish about, we're going to go on with e, uh, Emerald City Comic Con unless they tell us to stop. Or it gets remarkably worse yeah. and we see that we can't protect people. Because again, I'm not saying that Repop is evil by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of great people work there. I know them. Mm-hmm. But I think it is that thing of like, to you, what you're saying, our exhibitors haven't pulled out. Why would we can't? Why would we yeah. pull out? Kind of thing. Uh, it's the same thing here. Of like, well, on top of the, the money you're making there from your attendees, right? E3 is now such a, or they're trying to make it such a per, you know, attendee focused show for who's actually going there and paying for those tickets. And you have to worry, wonder about that as well, right? Yeah. Of like, well, ESA, I'm sure, needs the money. You know, buy better website security. So like, oh, yeah. they're <laughs> desperately working on it. I don't know, man. We'll see. Number two on the Roper Report. Actual video game news, not things about the industry. Uh, Death Stranding has a release date on PC and a Half-Life crossover. Uh, press release reads like this. Death Stranding on PC hits Steam, Epic Game Store, and a retail and retail simultaneously on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, bringing with it a new photo mode, high frame rate, Ooh. and ultra-wide monitor support. This no. wouldn't be a Death Stranding announcement with something weird, though. 505 Games and Kojima Productions also revealed the PC version will have a crossover with Half-Life. Dude. Yes, really. Then there's a trailer. You want to toss Did it up there? It's, it's super short. Have you seen this already? Yeah. The thing that confuses me, I think this is all cool, but what confuses me is that Death Stranding seconds. is an Epic Games Store exclusive. Am I, am I wrong? Right? No, you're not. Or it's... it's they announced it first on Epic, I think, but it says it hits That's Steam, Epic Game Store, and oh, Retail. Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. If it, if it hits Steam, then I'm wrong. Look at this frame rate, though. Look how fast this Oh, that frame valve rate. on the back of his head? See, oh my god, that was cool. Of the death Photo mode is awesome. Yeah, the widescreen. Yeah, dude. No, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, yeah, it does say Steam. I'm wrong. I, t- I already said you were wrong. Don't, yeah. don't try to correct me. Then, It's a head crab, everybody. Remember, hey kids, it's Half Life. Remember Half Life? Ask your dad. No, <laughs> he no. loved it. He loved playing. Portal? It. Are you talking about Portal? No, no, no. There was a thing. Uh, it, like that's this Black Mesa. It's a spinoff thing. Yeah, from Portal. They yeah, talk well, about no, Black it Mesa was it was before then. Oh, okay. It's before yeah, then. I don't, know don't worry about it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I wonder they the fact that, like if you're an audio listener, it's just uh, Norman Reedus obviously looking or it was character, yeah, uh, Saint Porter Bridges looking into a mirror in his uh, little room right with a head crab on, a, on top of it. Yeah, and so it's like, and then, but then they make a point of saying Death Stranding X uh, Half Life. I wonder if there'll be more content than that. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being like how the I, I guess is it, can I spoil Death Stranding? How much of it? Like the gonna, actual like ending. Well, ending? there's like a crossover in Death Stranding PS4 that I was gonna like bring up. I don't, know I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. So yeah, I see. Like the it. Horizon Zero Dawn walkers. Like oh the big yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 I imagine it'll be something like that. Okay, right. I don't know. You think that'll have... replace that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you think instead of Herman, it'll be Gabe? Oh, go out there, give me a mission. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd be into it. Okay. Although I don't know if there's anything tall enough <laughs> in in Half Life to like replace the walkers, like literally. Just a giant Gabe Newell. Oh, just a giant Gabe Newell. Okay, looking down at you like, oh. Hey, how you doing? Buy Portal 2. <laughs> What's going on with your arm? Your arm okay? You oh, yeah. No, it was my, my sleeve was getting ah, up there. Gotcha, gotcha. I hate when that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, number three, we talked about this probably about to happen, and then it happened in one of the most like ways possible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Valorant? Am I saying it right? Or Valorant? I've been saying Valorant. Valorant. What do you say, Barrett? I've 
Valorant. I've never heard of this before, so I don't well, know. Thanks for watching the show well, last week. Yeah, this is the first time we... I ran the show last week. I don't even remember us talking about <laughs> it. They just announced the name. Officially. Officially. Remember, we had that, leaked the last play week. Valorant. Anyways, uh, Valorant's been revealed. This is Luke Plunkett over at Kotaku. Previously known solely as the League of Legends studio, Riot showed us last year that they're now working on all kinds of new stuff. The first of which is Valorant, a team-based shooter. The game's website says Valorant will be 5v5 and pair gunplay with each character having special, unique powers, uh, along with a very technical emphasis on lag and accuracy. Less scientifically, and with a uh, little to back up Little to back this up aside from the art style and the feel of it, uh, the video is making me think the pitch for this was basically to land somewhere between Overwatch and Counter-Strike, which really doesn't sound like the worst idea. If you're an audio listener, we're watching it right now, the demo they released of this. This is how they revealed the game. They just dropped it's it's like a yeah. two-minute long, and like, it's like voiceover. Yeah, there's voiceover. The that's why I muted to it because it's, it's totally like, that. It's like the old Ubisoft ones of like, all right, yeah. now go over there. I <laughs> got a frag. Oh god, we need. What, help. I, what I will say is that I feel like the voiceover in this is way more realistic. What I'll say about gotten. the voiceover in this is I think it's it's, it's real. I think they really captured yeah. it, not knowing if this would be what was shown. That's what it, that's what it felt like. Because like they curse in it and bleep it. I don't think they would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. There's my favorite part is like a guy is like, all right, let's go, and they get shotgun in the face, and he's like, fuck, and like they bleep it. It's like a great. It's, it's, too, like, it's quiet. Yeah, it's here, not guys. the it's like not the Rainbow library. Six yeah. uh, <laughs> thing, you know. Uh, I, I I think this looks really awesome. It'll be out this summer in some form, according to the below tweet from the game's official account. Whether that's a full release or just a widely playable beta, we're not sure yet. Uh, let it keep playing, Barrett, uh, while we talk over it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff from Philly drops in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can. It says, "Do you think riots riots Valorant 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 uh, can have a breakout into the shooter scene like Apex did?" I mean, I think it could have a bigger breakout really? than Apex. Did. I mean, Apex got big, big, but like, I think Valorant trying to occupy the space that it is, right, being in that Counter Strike and Overwatch space, which I guess are two different spaces, but trying somewhere to op- between it, yeah. yeah, somewhere between that, I think is going to appeal to a lot of people. Um, and at the very least, right, it's going to have like a, a very strong hardcore audience, given how sure. tight and quick and how like, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? strategic i guess or sure. t- tactical is the word i'm looking for right right because you hear it seems like. like i you know and again everybody i'm greg miller i like pat upon i like the playstation i like my switch i don't understand all your words but at some point in this demo they they talk about all right cool i'm going mid or whatever like yeah making it sound like they're using lane terminology that like you would in league of legends yeah some of that could have been totally wrong you're welcome to your wrong me or whatever but i'm just saying like you know they got the capture points in there they have that in there it does seem that you need to be communicating with your team the same way you would in lol yeah for what lol. i understand lol Cause I'll be, I'll oh, be well. honest. Uh, you can show me League of Legends and Dota, and I'd really struggle. <laughs> God, I'd struggle. <laughs> You're like, oh, Dota is this the one Mitch and Miranda played? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. No, um, I know, I know that. Oh, one. Okay, okay. I'm okay. saying if you showed me the screenshot of it, mm, the screenshot, yeah, you wouldn't know Dota from League of Legends. Probably not. Ooh. No, I think I could do it. Barrett, test this right now. Look up two screenshots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna look behind. Now you gotta yeah. find two screenshots that are kind of similar. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Because right. I'm very curious. Because it can't be if they're, can they, actually do. You know what? I think I got it. But here's the thing: if you ask, I, like, desc- hey Greg, I want you to describe Dota, right? I'd be like, and the gra- the art style of it, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it kind of looks like Diablo. That's that's what I would give you. Okay. And then if you ask me, lol, I'd be like, you need the lanes, and it kind of looks like Diablo, but there's like fucking <laughs> there's towers and shit. And See, like, I don't. Okay, I'm can gonna you let- do it. All right, hold on. Turn Maybe. around. <laughs> Turn and look All at right. the wall. <laughs> look at the wall, Blessing. Take your microphone and look at the wall. All right, hold on. Sorry, I. I- you do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm not looking at your thing, all right? While you do that, I'm going to uh, look over here. Uh, anyway, so, so do you th- uh, blessing. Yes. For Jeff's question, do you think it has a chance? you think it could go bigger than Apex? 
Do you okay, think it's gonna what, does, what does bigger mean? Like more sales? Or like more more active users? Because Apex is free to play. Yeah. Which is a big contributor to how many players it has. Sure. Right? Because I think at a certain point, I forget uh, what their last announcement was. I think it might have been 50 million for their last announcement. But, you know, with it being free to play, I feel like that gives it that boost in terms of active users. But I feel like in having like a core community that, that is competitive and like has tournaments and all this stuff, I feel like it's going to do that for sure. Yeah, and I guess too, it's it's if they can convert those League of Legends players, right? Mm-hmm. And also, it's going to be on PC. I, I guess primarily they didn't make a point of saying that. I don't think kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong. I'm just going. All, Luke's r- reporting doesn't make it seem like there's a console uh, yeah. announcement or anything to that effect. Ah, damn, that's tough. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, we're yes. ready. All right, what is this? Oh shoot! Hold on. Wait, no, I don't know this. Yeah. Okay, so do I do it one by one, or do I get to see them like one after the other and pick one? All right. Is, is this going to be like The Office and it's like they're the same picture? <laughs> All right. We've got this one uh-huh. and then this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Show oh me number man. one again. Yeah. Number one? Yeah. Number two. Number two. Oh, so shoot. Which, which one okay. are you guessing? Oh, so number no. one, no, I am guessing the number one is League of Legends and number two is Dota. There you go. All right, cool. Got it. Oh, I see. I didn't even get to guess. But I, I said the same thing. You I was, I was thinking, I think the same. I thing. remember Dota being incredibly sharp graphically. I remember when I'd walk by and see these PC dorks playing it. It was like, oh man, because I played what, League, how many I, flops you got on that machine. I played League of Legends maybe twice, and I saw that looking at that screenshot. I was I had no idea. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I was like, I cannot remember how this game looks. I thought I had it. I do not have it. RHD16 says the terminology they use in the video is the terminology used in CS:GO. Now here's another interesting one for you, mm-hmm. Barrett. Find me screenshots of CSGO. Oh. And then, I don't know, Rainbow Six. Wait, really? You don't know how CSGO okay, looks? Come on. Terror- no, uh, Siege. No, because there are different uh, things, right? Find me, show me a CSGO screenshot and whatever <laughs> and, other and game. I, 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 I got a good one. What other, one. Whatever <laughs> other thing you think it looks Mine's like. Mine's so calm. Oh, yeah, hold right? On, hold on, hold on. I, I got a good one. All right, while you do that, bless. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if I can go two for two on this episode with guessing, but. The next question is still so far away. Of course. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! Final Fantasy VII Remake, the demo, is finally here. Whoa. It took forever, and they decided what better way than just to release it in the middle of the night, except yep. if you're Australian. The day that the preview yep. embargo Of course, releases. yeah. Of course, yeah. There's a video up right now, right? Yep. Uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Me, Games. Tim, and Andy talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hell yeah. Our <laughs> exclusive, not exclusive, but like our impressions on it that now you guys all get to experience by Yourself. playing the demo. <laughs> uh, the demo allows players to experience firsthand the opening chapter from the game and the events of the iconic Mako Reactor 1 bombing mission. In addition, those who download the demo before May 11th, 2020 will receive an additional, or I'm sorry, an exclusive PlayStation 4 theme when the game launches next month. Uh, you liked it? Oh, yeah. Obviously, going to spoil your whole video. You got a whole video over there to watch. It's great. Okay, good. Uh, also out today, the story goes on on Switch. Avo Cuddle on Switch, Madhouse PC, uh, Chess Sudoku on PC and Mac, uh, Rest House 2, The Wizard on PC, <laughs> Savage Vessels on PC, Isoland 3, Dust of the Universe on PC and Mac. How you doing over there? You still, you're still cooking on your assignment? I, I, I've got a game. I'm just trying to find a good image. That's fine. For it. No, I'm fine with you. I just want to make sure you're not waiting for me. You interrupt yeah, when you're ready, all right? Uh, I, got new d- I have no new dates and no deals of the day for you. 
So I'm sure, I mean, there's always deals they out there, but yeah, I just go to Wario sixty four on Twitter. Exactly. Scroll down. Uh, now it's time for reader mail. You can write in, of course, to patreoncom slash games where you can get the show ad free with the exclusive post show. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. If you thought about backing Kind of Funny on Patreon so that you can ask us a question or a squad up request, but have been scared off by how complicated the system seems, worry no more thanks to our sponsor, kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. When you go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon, you're given four simple choices to decide where you want to ask your question. Just click away. It's so easy. Greg Miller could do it. kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. Huh, what I liked about the questions today, first off, it's a new month on Patreon, right? Uh-huh. So people get the the participation link set out again. They get all excited. They ask oh, a million questions, yeah. which is always great. But a lot of good ones about news stories that I didn't think were newsworthy, mm-hmm. but are good talk talks. Okay. Talk talks. Talk talks. Is what I jumped to there. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Yeah, it's like TikToks, but with two talks. <laughs> <laughs> we should start our own app called Talk Talk. Talk Talk. I mean, what is it? It's just talking about things that aren't news stories, but are discussion topics. Uh, Jamie S. wrote in. To kindoffunny.com slash Patreon and says, Happy Monday, Greg and Blessing. More bad news from NVIDIA this weekend, with the long, dark developer removing their game from GeForce Now, stating that NVIDIA didn't ask their permission to host it. It's an interesting conundrum. NVIDIA isn't providing a marketplace, just the tech to run and stream the games that are already owned by individual gamers. And GeForce Now subscribers are paying, for a, are paying a monthly fee to rent access to the hardware to run their games, not for a select library. But NVIDIA so far has honored all the requests from devs and publishers to remove their games from the service, so clearly there is some sort of gray area here. Where do you guys stand on the matter? Should devs have a say in the hardware used to run their games or a financial cut of the revenue made on a service like this? Where do you see all this going in the coming weeks slash months? Could the outcomes set a precedent for future cloud services? Thanks, Jamie S. This is an interesting conundrum because... So, Oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, like, the idea that you know, Nvidia is not a library; it's more of a service. But it can, it's kind of occupying occupying the space of both, right? And so I, I can understand the idea that a dev might not want to have their game on there without their permission, right? Do it, you? I don't. I don't. I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. And, and I shouldn't say I don't get it. I understand one hundred percent. Being like, we've made our game for Steam, Epic, whatever, right? We've put it out. That's how it is. And then seeing people playing it on the service. But I feel like if you're seeing them playing it on the service, you don't understand the service. Because the point of GeForce Now, right, is that it is streaming your library from your services. Mm -hmm. So if I made, let's say I made The Long Dark or whatever, I had it, people can stream it, but they're, so they've already bought the game. They own the game. I feel like this is using it on another screen. Yes. (sighs) It's interesting. I, I, I'm curious on what like the the, the interface for GeForce Nvidia GeForce is because I've been wanting to use it. I'm not necessarily you know tried it out yet, but I understand the idea of aut- autonomy main, mainly, right? And like wanting to have that ownership of where you put your game, even if it is like in like egotistic kind of thing of hey, I w- I don't want this to be on a service that I did not approve it for. Yeah, and if you want to have my game on on your service, uh, you are going to need to pay me because like. Nvidia GeForce is is a strong service because of all the games that are on it because it's playing games that are on your library already. Without the games, without access to all the games, GeForce Nvidia now kind of has no power, right? And so you as as a developer, you're kind of letting GeForce Nvidia 
thrive and be successful because your games are available for it. I could I could I could see I could see the argument for hey I want to cut or I want a bigger cut of my game's sales or whatever it may be even though your games aren't selling on Nvidia but I, I I want some sort of deal if you're if my game is going to exist on this platform because my my game is why your platform is thriving sure um so here you can look at it with me okay because I have GeForce up and running right now this is what GeForce like. now and so I'm trying to add Fortnite I, for the record I've downloaded this I'm I have G, GeForce now I've not used anything with it. So the first thing I did was go find and add my games, right? So mm-hmm. I click on this. It was like, what do you want to play? I just put Fortnite in because it's easy and it was already promoting it. It's like, cool. The first thing it said was, we're going to find the game. And when you log in, it's going to ask you to log in as yourself. And that'll prove that you own the game somewhere else. So they, even though it's not that we're buying this through GeForce Now, it's also not... I thought it might be opening a different Steam. I thought yeah. I was going to link my Steam and link my whatever. It basically kind of imports, it imports it into your NVIDIA GeForce Now library, basically. Right. And so, see, now it's, yeah, it's booting up my Epic Games launcher down there and bringing me over here. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I guess it makes more sense as we start to use it here. Hold on, let me mm-hmm. log into Fortnite. Um, yeah, I feel like when you think about it, too, as a competitor to Google Stadia and uh, Xbox, xCloud, even though xCloud, theoretically, by the time that final version comes out you're just gonna be playing games from your xbox library but i could see it you know in that conversation as being a competitor to, to google stadia specifically why devs would be like hey if you're gonna have my game on your platform pay up a bit yeah i so hold on I, i'm just trying to log. okay so and see now okay that's this fascinating how this works there was a lot of there were a lot of hoops to jump through right there mm-hmm. granted my first time logging into anything off the epic games launcher that it threw up there or whatever but it actually got in and did So I guess, yeah, if I'm searching natively in NVIDIA GeForce, I have to find the page in NVIDIA GeForce for the game, then it is a bit more wishy-washy because it is making it seem like it's right there, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So hold, let me let me close this out. Let's try some, another search. You, you, you quiet down. I don't want you barking at me, right? So what's a game I don't own? Uh, uh, Dota. <laughs> Dota's free. Shit, fuck. Then I'll say that. On um, Half-Life 2. There we go. I might own it. Oh, I don't own it on PC for sure. So yeah, I click I add a library. It says you'll be at, when you do this from the cloud service, you'll be signing your account. So don't show this again. Cool. Continue. And then it just finds it on there. And I click play. Oh, I just added it there. Interesting. Hmm. So what's it going to do when it says I don't own it? You know what yeah, I, mean? I was going to say, are you buying it through NVIDIA GeForce now? Or I don't think it? so. No, because it would take me. Is it taking you to Steam? Yeah, it's going to take me to Steam, right? Because that's where I would be pulling for. There we go. Or to find okay, out. so it takes you to the Steam login, and you're going to buy it through Steam. Yeah. Well, let's see if I actually buy it. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I... Hey, it worked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's like a smart business decision for developers not to have their games on NVIDIA GeForce now. That said, like, I get, like, the... the I get the reluctance from it from an autonomy perspective of me wanting to be like, hey... Like, no, you guys didn't ask me for this, so I'm going to keep my thing to myself. So do you think it's it's that simple as just people need to ask? If I mean, would this not have been... Because that was the issue, right, with all mm-hmm. the others who stepped off. They were like, well, this, hey, we signed up for the beta, not for the full access. Yeah. I See, I don't know. I'm, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, okay, I, I still don't get it. I officially don't get it. Uh-huh. So I don't own Half-Life 2. So it's brought me... It opened up Steam, right? Fuck, I do own Half-Life 2? 
<laughs> Who gave me Half-Life 2? When did I buy Half-Life 2? Okay, well, but anyway, so yeah, yeah. all that regardless, it still would have opened it to the store page on my Steam browser or through NVIDIA GeForce to Steam where I would have been like, hey, I don't own this game. Let's use this mm-hmm. or buy this. So, like, why wouldn't you want your games being sold through this thing? Why wouldn't you want it being directed there? I'm missing a step. I uh-huh. need to talk to... The, I need the developer to tell me what I'm missing. Yeah. Or, I guess, the the developer will publish it, right? Yeah, if, if for in terms of, like, Activision or whatever. Yeah, well, I saw the, the the tweet from the Long Dark, long dark Dev, uh, and I retweeted it because I thought it was an interesting tweet. But, like, it, it was essentially him saying that, like, hey... They didn't ask us for this, and so we're taking our game off the like off the service. And I feel like it is like one of those things where you, I think it's a thing from NVIDIA GeForce now. They gotta communicate better to the actual publishers and developers because I feel like there's confusion there on what the service is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like once they have that clarity, you know, maybe so many games will be be taken off of NVIDIA GeForce now. But I also think it's mm-hmm. a thing of like one clarity, but also I could very well see like people just. You know, wanting to get more money. <laughs> Real quick. Well, you're getting them. Well, yeah. That's well, you're, I mean, yeah. you are. You're, you're getting money. Charles but, Jacobson writes in with yeah. an interesting because everybody else has been in the you're wrong, being like, no, this I don't understand either. Charles Jacobson has an interesting take. Uh, what if the software does something unintended to their game in a bad way? I remember games where a lot of things like damage, speed, etc., were tied to frame rate. So if a streaming service, for instance, would affect this, a dev might not want to run the risk. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Op- yeah. Optics-wise, makes sense of, hey, we don't know your service. We don't know if it's going to be up to our standards. Like, I want your, I want my games installed natively, locally, so that they run great and look great. I could see that. I could see that, but I, I feel like it's also, and maybe this is the thing where I could see that with. Um PlayStation exists, right? And, the, and PlayStation Remote plays a thing, and, and you can play games. You can stream any game on your PlayStation through PlayStation Remote Play. Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. But I can understand it being a thing of developers trust PlayStation to have their own service, right? You already also trust no one's using it. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody's using it using it that way or that much. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a. It, it's an interesting thing. I would like more clarity from people. I totally just be like, do it, whatever, I don't care. If you're going to buy the game, buy the game. Sorry yeah. if your experience is bad because of it. Also, everyone is pointing out you're wrong that Half-Life 2 is free leading up to Half-Life Alex. Oh. I mean, Half-Life 1 is there as well. Go. So go yeah. ahead and enjoy that, everybody. Barrett, you got it? You ready? All right, everybody. So the test, remember, is can I tell? Can, can I identify a Counter-Strike Go screenshot compared to whatever other Barrett game he was able to pull out? All right. Close All right. your eyes really quick. Closed. Oh, you better get this. This is easy, Barry. This is too easy. I, that was the closest game I could... Like, Can I open my eyes? Yeah, open your eyes. Okay, this one or? <laughs> he knows what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So number one is Counter-Strike Go. Number two is a modern or is a Call of Duty. Yeah. Right? The plus 50 is what would have given away. Yeah. Go back to the other one. Would you have known this was Counter-Strike? I would have because it looks janky PC. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this kind of thing. People, look at how sharp those edges are. You should have looked up like combat arms or something. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like a free-to-play first-person shooter from no high school. No one's heard of that. <laughs> no one's heard of that. I yeah, appreciate exactly. Barrett, you did that's a great what you're job. Supposed to do. I appreciate everybody. Everybody, shh. everybody don't fight kids. All also, right? I forgot to bring it up for the kids to see it, and now it's too late. So, sorry about Oh, that. you can throw it back up. I mean, I, mean I already closed the window. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I got it is all you guys need to know. There was a 50 <laughs> that gave it away. Uh, Arvin writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Gressing. Not oh. sure if this has been Whoa. coined previously, but this is your favorite. <laughs> sounds like name. a Star Wars alien character. Gressing? Yeah. It it's, sounds like... Or Greasy. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Greasy, greasy Money, money baby. baby. Uh, yeah, it sounds like bad dressing at Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Well... 
Pressing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, Platinum said in an interview that the reason the wonderful 101's Kickstarter was not for funding at all, but more to ga- about gauging interest. I was wondering how you guys felt about this. On one hand, Kickstarter is a platform designed to fund projects that would otherwise never happen. And so projects that were basically already finished or close to completion goes against the very concept of crowdfunding. On the other hand, it seems that M- Platinum uh, wanted people's money, and people wanted to give Platinum their money. Platinum wanted some publicity for their game, and people wanted to help spread the word about the game they really liked. So, in a way, everybody wins. Did you see this? Did you hear this? Uh, I mean, I didn't see this, yeah. but I, I think that was an assumption that I made, right? Like, when the, when the Kickstarter came out, and it was for as low as it was, and for a game that is about to come out, I was like, well, the game's already done, right? The game's already funded. This game was going to happen whether whether it got funded on Kickstarter or not. But yeah, the idea of they want to gauge interest, I've, I, I'm fine with it. I think at the end of the day, we get the game and it helps them justify what they made and it helps them justify more versions of the game. So overall, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, if you remember, they had, they had set a little over $50,000 as their goal. They're yeah. currently closing in on, it's 1.9 right now with four days to go. 1.9 million? Yeah, they'll hit 2 million, no problem, I'm sure. Um, here, let me. Because uh, didn't they didn't they do this for Shenmue three also? Yeah, right. And then, well, those... they, they did it, and then they got they got into bed with PlayStation about yeah. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's for me personally. Like I thought it, I, again. I I'm I'm gonna be completely frank with you, right? Of like, Wonderful One Hundred One was a game I played a lot at demos and stuff, and I was always like, oh, this is cool. I'm not gonna turn my Wii U for it. So I'm stoked that it's coming out to actually play it and be like, all right, cool. Let's see what this is all about. Um, however, when it was like it happened like over the weekend, right, where it set like this whole not this weekend, but another weekend where it came out and it blew all the doors off crowdfunding and yada yada. So I never mm-hmm. even bothered clicking on it. So a week later or whatever it was when they announced the release date, and it was like May or whatever. I was like fuck, all right, yeah, okay. Clearly yeah. this wasn't about funding, but I for me it just comes down to how they would have pitched this. I'm not sure what their initial pitch for their Kickstarter was. If it was, hey, we're do. I don't. I doubt. I think there'd be way more outcry, right? If they if they like straight up lied about if it. If they were like, "Hey, we're doing this because the, like, without hey, you, this can't happen." Yeah, yada, like, yada, we yada, need yada. the fifty thousand dollars in order to actually make this game. I, I I I don't know what their actual wording on it was, but I feel like if their wording on it was, "Hey, we need this money so we can green light this, so that we can you know make make it to the finish line, whatever it may have been, yeah. something that was genuine and something that seemed uh, truthful." Then yeah, like go for it. I feel like uh, transparency is really all people ask for when it comes to this kind of stuff. Exactly. And to Arvin's point, right? Of like people wanted to give their money. They wanted to make publicity. They wanted to get spread the word. They also wanted the perks, right? Like the the bonus to this always is. But if you go into this, you get more than just the game, right? I'm excited yeah. for Wonderful 101 to play it on uh, PlayStation, right? Uh, I'm excited to the point of that I will buy it or ask for a code or whatever. However, that all comes down to at launch. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about getting. What, like the highest tier here is what? All the way to the top? Jesus, there's a ton of tiers. I don't care about, I'm just looking at getting blocked the by 36, the, uh, yeah, the 36,000 yen one, which is the digital soundtrack, the digital comic, the physical release, the keychain, mm-hmm. a soundtrack, a soundtrack, a t shirt, a sticker. Like, you're not just buying, you're, yeah, it's pre ordering. Sirens yeah. are unearned. It's, you're just pre ordering it and getting a whole bunch of different crazy shit on here that you want. And I feel like Wonderful 101 and Platinum as a studio, right? They're that kind of studio, and, and Wonderful 101 is that type of game to where, this is this allows for more people to kind of get into it in that kind of way, right? Like they, their their fan base, you know, enjoys these kinds of perks. Like there's a perk on there that lets Kamiya block you, yeah. right? Like that's the type of thing that fans of Kamiya, you know, look forward to or want, along with the collector's edition of the soundtrack and all that different stuff, right? Like Wonderful 101 is that cult. I don't know if I can call it a cult classic, but it has that cult. It's following, got a cult following, yeah, 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 yeah. That are willing to support it in this way and are excited to support it in this way. 
yeah so i don't i personally don't have a problem with it but if it was to be revealed that they originally put it out of like if you don't do this this game won't happen then i'd have a problem with it yeah i don't but i'm into the point of like oh i mean uh the projects are basically from it goes against the con the very concept of crowdfunding like the concept of crowdfunding arvin i do believe has drastically changed from what yeah. it used to be like we're used to i would say people seeing kickstarters and understanding that this is going to happen regardless but i can get more out of it i can add more platforms i can do whatever to it by actually getting into it but in general the luster and newsworthiness of a kickstarter is long gone so the fact that they were able to get news reportings and uh, us talking about it and other people talking about the fact they were able to raise so much money did what it was supposed to do yeah i agree good i'm glad blessing mm-hmm. it's time to squat up this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games give me your name username platform of choice why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today marty 88 needs help on xbox marty 88's xbox name is riley does 86 <laughs> what the fuck man come on you don't like riley to 86 i'm fine with it but if he's why didn't you put you get to choose your fucking username when you write it's not like you have to verify this if i was writing in and i was like hey i want my fucking username read on the show i'd say my name is Game Over Greggy. I want it on PlayStation 4. I'm Game Over Greggy on PlayStation 4. Oh, I want to be Marty88 in real life and on Xbox. I'm Riley the 86. See, I'm not mad at Because like, if I did it, I would put in Blessing Jr. Yeah. as my name. Yeah, as and your then, name. And yeah. then Merc City 64 as my Xbox. Yeah. But you wouldn't put Blessing also, Jr. I'm, I'm 82, Merc City 64. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Also, I'm not Merc, Merc City 64 on Xbox because I think somebody took it. And so don't friend me. That sucks, man. Uh, Riley to 86 says, I'm trying to get into games that require a squad. As I'm old, 31, Jesus, none of my friends play computer games, and my kids here are too young to play with the violent My kids are too young to play the violent ones. Friday emoji. Oh. First off, 31 isn't old. You already got kids. Why call them computer games? <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> Why is your name Marty88 and Riley to 86? I don't know. Hit them up. What year are you born? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to play with Riley to 86, a.k.a. Marty 88. <laughs> Hit him up on one of those things. You'll figure it out. Uh, you're wrong is where we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, listening on podcast services around the globe. Marty 88 was definitely born in 88. So I don't know, I don't know what this 86 business Who's is. Who's Riley to 86? Who's the 80, what's the 86 for? 86th, you know? I don't know. Um, uh, Ricky McFly says, as of right now, Riot Games has only confirmed that the game will have a PC launch. Thank you very much for yeah. uh, Valer- Valer- Valerian, Valorant, whatever the fuck it was. Um, uh, the Virtual Boy says, oh, uh, this is a correction for you. You guys were talking about Apex versus uh, Valorant, Valorant. Valorant, and Blessing said that Apex has the advantages of free to play game. Valorant will also be free to play. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. That's uh, awesome. Frankie says Valorant is optimized to run at at least thirty frames per second on decade plus old computers, with a dedication to a ping of less than thirty five milliseconds globally. That makes it ridiculously accessible to anyone anywhere around the world. Uh, nanobiologist says the Shemu Kickstarter 3 Kickstarter was announced during the PlayStation E3 press conference. Uh, uh, oh, and then breaking Alex gameplay was just released by Valve. This is from Charles oh, Jacobson. Really? Did you see how many gameplay videos they put up? No. They put three? up three? three. Get it for Half Life 3. Get it. Get it, Blessing. I, I don't buy blessing, it. Blessing, get it. 
I think they just had three different things they wanted to show three, off. Three videos, Half-Life Alex. It's happening. Actually, Blessing. you know what? I take it back. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of funny games daily. Uh, your hosts the rest of the week look like this. Tuesday, Blessing and Imran. Wednesday, Blessing and Witta. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Blessing and Imran. Uh, Gamescast is going to be Wednesday at 2 p.m. What franchise needs to come back from the dead? You can watch live. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Blessing. Yes. The show's in your hands from here on out. Oh, man. I got to go to Canada tomorrow nervous. evening. Yeah, you should be. A lot of people are going to be looking at it. This I is know. the big test. You know what I mean? It is. Because you've never hosted without me before nope. consecutively. Never. So this is the never. big thing. Can't wait to see you fucking wear an IGN shirt tomorrow, you coward. You know what I mean? I'll wear a GameSpot shirt. God <laughs> Just for damn. good measure. Okay. Well, that, you know, actually balance it out. Let's yeah. just do that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we still got a post show to do. So you should head over to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad free and with that exclusive post show. But if you have no bucks to toss away, no big deal. Remember, you can watch live twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.